From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome, folks. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is The Larry Kudlow Show. WABCradio.com. You can live stream us all across the country, around the world, throughout the solar system. And by the way, um, have a look at us. Fox Business News, 4 to 5 p.m. every day. The name of the show is Kudlow. Don't miss it. Well, we've got plenty to talk about, as always, surrounding the war and oil and the economy and economic policies. I just want to begin with, um, with a couple of thoughts about Russian energy. You've heard me, I think, say this before. The situation is getting worse, not better. It's really incredible to me why the U.S., is still buying any Russian energy. Why are we buying Russian energy? Here we are trying to help Ukraine, and presumably we're trying to hurt Vladimir Putin and his war effort. Whenever we buy their energy, all we're doing is, particularly now at $115 a barrel or some such, all we're doing is financing Vladimir Putin's war machine. That's all we're doing giving him the resources to go into Ukraine and Lord knows where else he's going to go after he takes the Ukraine. I'm afraid he's going to take it. I hope I'm wrong. The Ukrainians are fighting valiantly. Mr. Zelensky, President Zelensky, is showing enormous, enormous courage. God bless him. It kind of looks like the Russians are going to wear him down. But be that as it may, the issues here, I mean, we're still... Buying, I guess it's about 650,000 barrels per day of uh, Russian oil. And we shouldn't do it. We should not do it. Now, there's a good movement in the Senate and even the House. You've got a whole bunch of people on both sides of the aisle. I had Senator Roger Marshall of Kansas. He's one of them. I had Senator Joe Manchin, Democrat from West Virginia, was on the <clears throat> Fox Business show this this past week, saying two things. Number one, we've got to step up America's oil and gas production. Of course, I'll have more to say about that in a minute, the attack on our fossil fuel industry. But number two, we should just quit buying Russian energy. It's principally oil, some gas, some gas. Just sanction it. Just sanction it. I mean, uh, Secretary of State Tony Blinken was, I think he was in Europe anyway, some say... He's saying things we won't do. We're going to rule out a no-fly zone. Well, I, I'm sure we will. I don't know why he has to say that. I don't want a no-fly zone either. But then he says, we, no, we're going to rule out a sanction of Russian energy exports or American imports of Russian energy uh, because that would raise the price. That's not going to raise the price. Actually, it's already in the price. But the point is, if we stop buying their oil, they won't get any money. I mean, it's one small area where we can not deny them some money. You know, Russia is adventuresome when oil prices are high and they're making money. You know, at $150 a barrel back in 2008, it took big chunks of Georgia. Now, we didn't hear from them for a while. Then oil gets back to $100 a barrel in 2014, and they pick off Crimea. You know, we don't hear from them a while. You know, we have the fracking revolution. 
President Trump's uh, energy independence kicks in. We don't hear from him. Biden comes in, shuts down all new leases onshore and offshore. I'll say more about that in a minute. Crazy policy. And of course, wages war against our fossil fuel industry. And oil prices go back up again. We're limiting supply. Demand is recovering from the pandemic. The economy is in an inflationary boom. The jobs numbers were pretty strong that came out yesterday, et cetera, et cetera. The point is, we're not producing near enough oil and gas, even though it's the best industry in the world, has the highest quality in the world. It's the cleanest in the world, but we're not producing it because of Biden's terrible, terrible policies. And it turns out we're still buying Russian oil here. And so he goes into Ukraine at $100 a barrel, now $115 a barrel. But let's not help him. Lord knows he may go into Lithuania or the Baltics after this. This stuff's got to stop. It has got to stop. And nuclear deal with Iran has to stop. I'm going to touch upon that in a few minutes. But why is America buying any Russian energy? It's just lining Putin's war machine, larding him with greater and greater profits. And Blinken is wrong, because if we don't buy it, he's not going to make any money. And almost the whole Congress wants to stop buying Russian oil. Interestingly, you know, ordinary folks out there are smarter than government officials, at least these government officials. A brand new Reuters Ipsos poll, 831 adults. 80% of those Americans believe, 80% believe the U.S. should stop buying Russian oil and gas. Save America. Listen to ordinary Americans. Save America. Listen to ordinary folks, working folks who are smarter than the White House. Stop this. Only the White House opposes it. I mean, it's really quite incredible. You know, um, I've talked all week on the Fox Business Show, and I think I've talked on this radio broadcast, about the jihad, Biden jihad against fossil fuels. You know, they've abandoned what was our policy for many years, which is all of the above. Now they want us to take out fossil fuels and rely on renewables, wind turbines, and solar. It cannot be done. It will never be able to be done. They don't even have a blueprint for it to be done. And by the way, you know, for electric cars and electric batteries, you'd have to do so much mining to develop the commodities that go into the batteries like nickel and lithium and whatnot. You do all that mining, you're going to have tremendous release of carbon emissions. That's the way that's going to work. Mining and construction does that. But what you want is to have the cleanest carbon possible. Let our great private sector innovate, invent new technologies like fracturing and like horizontal drilling. You're never going to go 100%. I mean, you could phase it in over 50 or 100 years. We're still going to have to use oil and gas. But the point is, these this crowd is stopped. I mean, in the first year, they have stopped any offshore sales. And now we learn they have stopped any onshore leasing sales. The only president in at least two decades not to have done so in a given year. 
hasn't held a single onshore lease sale. I read from today's Wall Street Journal editorial, approvals for new liquefied natural gas terminals and expansions are sitting at the Department of Energy and the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, that's FERC. They're just sitting there. No approval. Now, of course, they canceled the XL pipeline. They've stopped the drilling and production in Alaska. They've raised fees for any drilling on public lands, but they have stopped any new projects onshore or offshore. The Interior Department refuses to sign any authorizations. The Department of Energy is sitting on six applications. This is Jennifer Granholm from former governor of Michigan. She doesn't know a thing about energy, not a single thing. And she's sitting on six applications for LNG projects, and it's LNG export projects, at exactly the time during this war where we should be reassuring our European and NATO allies and others that we can help them, we can help wean them off of Russian oil and gas. And what are we doing? We are stopping any new projects. Can you imagine anything dumber than that? with oil at $115, and gasoline, on average, moving to $4 a gallon in some parts of the country is going to be much higher than that. It's already much higher in California, where you see what Biden's green policies have wrought. So I'm just saying, are we... Are we, I'm not going to say are we in a war, but we are really in a war. We're just not fighting. I don't want us to fight. I don't want troops on the ground. I don't want an air, air battle with Russia, no-fly zone. We can't do that. But are we helping? Are we showing our leadership? Are we showing folks that U.S. energy independence gives us, gives us power, gives us security? It gives our allies in Europe and elsewhere, gives them power, and it gives them security. Or are we going to let Vladimir Putin just run the show? That's the question. We could start right now, right now, and ending these Russian energy exports. By the way, to the great credit of the America's vibrant private sector, free market capitalist private companies are self-sanctioning. Not everybody, but a lot of them. They're self-sanctioning regarding Russian exports to the United States, and they're self-sanctioning by pulling out of any Russian economic activity in Russia. So this is great. And of course, Biden finally got around to sanctioning the Russian Central Bank. So the ruble has collapsed. Their stock market has collapsed. Their stock market's not even open. A lot of these sanctions are working, but we have not sanctioned Russian energy companies. That's a mistake. And we have not sanctioned Russian exports. That's a mistake. So let's get on with it. Let us help President Zelensky. Let us strike a blow against President Putin. Let us reassure our NATO allies. We're going to have our former NATO ambassador 
former Texas Senator Kay Bailey Hutchinson going to come on at the half hour and talk about the NATO-European story and how it plays in with the Ukraine. But the point is, let us reassure them. Let America demonstrate its leadership, its economic prowess, its industrial prowess. We have all these fabulous resources in energy. All of the above. Oil, gas, coal, solar, wind, nuclear. Use them all. Use them all. A show of strength against Russia. Do not line Putin's pockets. Do not finance his war machine. If we reignited our fossil fuel industry, take the wet blanket off, reignite it, exhort them, reopen pipelines that are already there, fill them up, tell the oil companies, start drilling and producing. Get back to 13.5 million barrels a day on the way to 14 million barrels a day on the way to 15 million barrels a day instead of being stuck at 11 million barrels a day. We will find oil to bring down the world price regardless of Vladimir Putin. We will sterilize him. We will undermine him. We will take away his financing. And then he will have to think twice about his various romanticized, ahistorical Russian invasions and expansion of what he thinks is the old Russian empire. We can stop him. Cut him off at the knees. That's my point. Now, we're going to take a quick break, and I want to talk about another gigantic Biden mistake on the foreign front, and that is they are close to agreeing on a new nuclear deal with Iran. This is insanity. And one reason they're going to use to justify this is, oh, we can import Iranian oil. Oh, my gosh. This is one of the worst foreign policy blunders ever if we go through with this, and we may. All the reports are we are very close. I'm going to stop here. We're going to take a break, come on the other side, talk about this Iranian craziness. They lie, cheat, and steal nuclear weapons. Of course, they're close to having a nuclear weapon. Let me take a break. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is The Larry Kudlow Show. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. So now we're going to move from Biden's failure to put sanctions on Russian oil exports to the U.S. The latest now is Iran. Remember them? Rogues, killers, terrorists, the biggest financiers of terrorism in the Middle East. We are apparently close to renegotiating a new Iranian nuclear deal. Why would we do this? Why would we do this? All kinds of people are reporting. The Russians say it's a day or two away. European diplomats say the next few days. Russia, Iran's biggest backer in the Middle East. We're negotiating with Russia. We're rewarding Putin and his ally, Iran, in the middle of this Ukrainian war? Oh, my gosh. Trump killed the deal a couple years ago because Iran lies and cheats. They are closer now 
than ever before. The UN reports that Iran has 73 pounds or 60% enriched materials, 33.2 kilograms. As of February 19th, the latest data, it's the highest they've ever had. And when you get to 40 kilograms, you got yourself a nuclear bomb. And they have been doing this for years. And we are negotiating $11 billion. We're going to transfer $11 billion from off, uh, offshore accounts to Iran, I guess, for the release of four U.S. hostages. That only gives them incentives to take more hostages. And the economic sanctions that Trump put on Iran when he pulled out of the deal will be lifted. That means oil. I mean, Iran has two exports. One is terrorism, and the other is oil. That's it. It's a rogue state. They hate America. Hate America. They hate Israel. They hate the Abraham Accords, which was a tremendous Trump victory. That will all go over the board. We will be favoring Iran rather than Israel. And you can bet that the Biden White House will, will tell us some gobbledygook that we'll be able to bring down oil prices because Iran will export some oil to us. I don't want their oil. I don't want anything to do with them. What I want is to keep the tough sanctions in place and inspections. You know, they will not let the UN inspect. That's the whole story. We don't, we, we don't want to reward that. We don't want to desert our great ally, Israel. We don't want to walk away from the Abraham Accords, which brought Gulf state, you know, Arab Gulf states into some trade and diplomacy with Israel, bypassing the PLO, PLA. This is nutty stuff. This will be immensely harmful to American interests and to the interests of freedom and democracy everywhere. I mean, Iran is a military state. It's not a theocracy. You see the mullahs, but it's the revolutionary guard behind them that runs that place. It's also a Marxist socialist state. We don't want this. And it's almost like in the dead of night. We're all, all eyes on Ukraine. And while we're all watching Ukraine, America's diplomats with European diplomats and Russian diplomats are now cooking up a new Iranian nuclear deal. This is craziness. And I'll tell you, Biden's going to pay for this politically because the country's going to hate it. I don't know how they cannot understand that. So, Final thought is you got yesterday's jobs numbers, which were strong, and the Secretary of Labor is on Fox Business reviewing the jobs numbers, and my pal Stu Varney asked him, you know, is American oil and gas increases on the table? He says, no. He says, no, it's not on the table. Maybe we will have to have a conversation about it. So we're not drilling. We're buying Russian oil. And now 
we may be buying Iranian oil with a deal with Iran on nuclear bombs that is that is uninspectable. My gosh, the whole world is turned upside down. I don't understand any of this. Honestly, I do not understand any of this. You, you've got these left-wing, ultra-radical people from the president on down who hate fossil fuels, who are engrossed in this phony argument about climate change and existential threat. It's the single biggest policy principle they have, and it's wreaking havoc with our freedom and democracy and free enterprise principles. Oh my gosh. Anyway, other side of the break, we're going to have former NATO ambassador, former Texas Senator Kay Bailey Hudson. She'll tell us something about NATO and Ukraine and what we should be doing. The world is topsy-turvy, folks. It's not good. The cavalry's coming, but I can't wait for them to get here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.